From insurance business, here's your weekly global news roundup for March 6th to 10th, 2023. I'm Steve Randall. With the Oscars taking place in LA this weekend, Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty has published a new outlook for the entertainment sector. The firm has ensured five of the ten movies nominated in this year's Best Picture category, continuing a long tradition of partnership with the film industry that goes back as far as the movies of Charlie Chaplin a hundred years ago. The entertainment industry has suffered in the last few years due to the pandemic and changing consumer behaviours, but global movie box office receipts gained 27% from the previous year to US$26 billion in 2022, according to Gower Street Analytics, and there are positive signs for live music and theatre. However, AGCS clients are reporting challenges including rising costs and staff shortages. Health and safety protocols, particularly in the event of future pandemics, increasing weather hazards and crowd safety are some of the key risk concerns that the entertainment industry needs to monitor closely, the firm says. And for filmmakers, there are greater challenges from other content creators, with barriers to entry lowered by technology. That means movie studios focusing on high quality, but that doesn't come cheap. Wanda Phillips, head of North America Entertainment Insurance at AGCS, says that businesses need to know they have sufficient insurance cover for sophisticated productions. Where costs increase, so too do exposures, because the costs are higher with each day of shooting, and this could be reflected in any insurance loss. Lloyd's has reported strong underwriting performance in a trading update released Wednesday. The official full-year results will be released on March 23rd, along with guidance on expectations for fiscal 2023. Highlights of the update include gross written premium increasing by more than 19% to more than £46 billion, up from £39.2 billion in FY 2021. The result reflected a combination of growth from the strong US dollar, direct price increases and organic growth. Underwriting performance saw better than expected improvement by 1.6 percentage points to deliver a combined ratio of 91.9%, despite major claims of 12.7%, including losses arising from the conflict in Ukraine and Hurricane Ian in Florida. The attritional loss ratio has improved to 48.4% from 48.9% in FY 2021. Canada's Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions has issued new guidelines for the country's banks and insurers, which lay out rules for how financial institutions should approach climate risk management. The new guideline B15, Climate Risk Management, is OSFI's first prudential framework that is climate-sensitive and recognises the impact of climate change on managing risk in Canada's financial system. Generally speaking, the guidance lays out principles that include stress testing federally regulated financial institutions for climate-related events when assessing the adequacy of an organization's buffers, as well as ensuring they have appropriate governance and accountability structures to manage climate-related risks. Meanwhile, the Insurance Council of Australia has called for a phased-in approach to climate-related financial disclosures. The ICA welcomed mandatory climate and sustainability disclosures and said that some members are already completing voluntary reporting. It also said it supported jurisdictions' alignment on a global scale. However, the ICA noted that the cost and capability burden and the existing data gaps require a phased-in approach. Staying with climate risk and a new report from S&P Global Ratings found that New Zealand property and casualty insurers are set to face lower earnings due to the recent extreme weather events that hit the country, backed by the numerous claims that the sector is currently facing. On the other hand, the life and health insurance sectors are in for a steady growth, with both expected to generate at least modest profit. 
That said, the Independent Credit Rating Agency holds firm in its belief that the New Zealand insurance sector has adequate capital buffers to withstand the potential challenges that it may face. The stable rating outlook was applied not only across life and health, but also for the challenged P&C sector. Whatever your feelings are about generative artificial intelligence, ChatGPT believes it can positively impact the insurance industry. The chatbot, which became a global sensation after its launch in November, made a case for itself at a demonstration at the InsureTech Insights Europe conference last week. Prompted about the benefits it could give to insurance companies, ChatGPT said its knowledge and communication skills could assist customers with their insurance queries and help insurers stay on top of emerging trends and customer needs. Experts at the conference said it's unlikely at its current stage for generative AI to completely replace underwriters, claims handlers or customer service representatives. ChatGPT itself has a significant list of pitfalls. It can't grasp context or nuance in human communication, such as science. Chasm. It's limited in its ability to handle multiple tasks, and it doesn't have enough expertise to draft complex or technical documents such as policy wordings. It can also hold biases or prejudices based on the data that it's trained on, which opens a Pandora's box of ethical issues for insurance companies. Entries for insurance businesses, five-star technology and software providers 2023 will close this Friday, March 10th. Technology is of major importance to the insurance and risk management industry. Are your providers keeping up with the continuous change? How do their products and services stand out? We have a short entry form in which you can tell us which organisations provide the best solutions in the market. Insurance business, in partnership with One Tree Planted, will be planting a tree for every response to the survey. Winners will be featured on the insurance business website site in July. Swiss Re has announced that it has successfully closed a multi-year stop-loss transaction with funding led by JP Morgan. The deal will provide Swiss Re with 700 million US dollars in underwriting protection. It builds on a hybrid transaction concluded with JP Morgan in April last year, which was the first deal of its kind to combine bank financing and insurance-linked securities. Sedgwick, a provider of technology-enabled risk, benefits and integrated business solutions, has announced that efforts related to its international claim fraud strategy saved about $1.48 million for clients in 2022. The firm has a program in the UK and US markets for handling the challenges presented by claims fraud. In the Asia market, Sedgwick is working with insurance clients in Hong Kong and elsewhere to help them strengthen their approach. A four-alarm fire that broke out in an under-construction Hong Kong hotel could lead to the city's largest ever property-related insurance payout in a single case, an expert has claimed. The fire burned the Kimpton Hotel on Thursday. According to industry expert Chang Kin Paul, the claim for the hotel fire could range from 200 to 500 million Hong Kong dollars. That's 25 to 64 million US. The sky-high costs are because the 42-storey hotel was already 90% completed, which entitles the property to a high level of compensation. An Australian motoring organisation, RACQ, has urged e-scooter riders to take their time when going to work, as new data has revealed that more crashes occur on the morning commute than on the way home. It also found that workers' compensation claims from e-scooter incidents have tripled over the past three years. The data showed that 36% of e-scooter crashes occur on the way to work, while 29% occur on the way home. Moreover, Tuesdays are the most common day for an e-scooter crash. These are just some of the global and regional stories covered by Insurance Business this week. For more, visit our website, insurancebusinessmag.com.